Hello, I'm your host Ian Gibbs and welcome to the Learnability Show. Are you happy with the current education system or do you think there's room for improvement? And if you did want to improve the system, what would it look like? Today we speak to somebody who not only imagined it, but he put his money where his mouth was and he created it. He's the inspiration and one of the founders of Learn Life, which is not just a school, it's a whole learning community. So to learn more about how it started and what makes it better, let's have a big round of applause for Christopher Pomerani. Welcome, Christopher. Hey, thanks, Ian. Thanks for the lovely invitation. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. We've got an awful lot of things to talk about. Could we dive straight in? On your webpage, it says, join the learning revolution. So what is Learn Life and why is it a revolution? Well, first of all, I think Learn Life is a place that, you know, many uh, people around the world um, are looking for a new answer to education a new way to, to learning. And we have been basically gathering people, amazing thought leaders, learning innovators, uh, people that just want to make change happen and started a movement that actually is making this change, this positive change, this positive transformation happening. And that brings us to our mission. So basically we are on the mission to positively transform education worldwide. Uh, and we do that in a, in a collaborative approach. And a collaborative approach means that everybody's invited. We are you know, trying to partner up as, with as many uh, people, organizations, education institutions, learning uh, spaces around the world to actually shift the paradigm towards a fresh, a new version of learning. What for learning life is this fresh and new way of learning? What makes it different? It's a crowd-stormed, co-created new learning framework that is not only you know, promoted or designed or created by uh, just the team around Learn Life. Um, it is, a, again, a, a global movement or an international collaborative group of, of people that um, have gathered to build and create this new approach of learning. What it includes is basically when we went uh, seven years ago onto our research um, journey around the world. And uh, as you might know, you know we went around uh, this, the world to look into more than a hundred of the most innovative schools. And we looked into more than 600 research studies that compared standardized traditional education with uh, modern uh, methodologies and approaches. And then we started to engage with uh, amazing learning innovators and thought leaders around the world um, to, to look for this fresh approach. What we identified was that there is basically, um, there are certain paradigm shifts that are happening. And, and so we're coming from, let's say, the status quo, which is standardized education that happens around the world 
And then basically the first shift has happened probably about eight to 10 years ago when the ad tech world has promoted and has suggested that personalized learning is the, or personalized education to be precise, uh, is the next uh, stage. Um, and you know, personalized education is a wonderful, um, let's say, revelation that we as humans are all individuals. So we are not only you know seen as one tunnel, one kind of uh, you know uh, one size fits it all kind of approach. Um, and that then a learning journey is personalized towards a, a student or a learner. Um, though the the personalization is done to the student. Uh, by a teacher that still instructs and does this for someone. So, so that's great because we have done a very big paradigm shift always already towards the present or the future. Um, then we have learned and analyzed further into the world. And we saw, uh, we saw that there was a next shift and that is going towards a co-created learning uh, model. So we're actually the teacher moves from an instructional teacher to a learner-centric learning guide. So we're already moving away from, you know, curriculum system-centric education to a more learner-user-centric uh, learning. And, and the learn guiding becomes a central part um, and it is co-created, so learning is co-created between the learner and the learning guide. Um, so this is already a very important step towards um, the whole idea of agency, self-determination, uh, self-directedness, and really understanding um, a world that is, um, you know, VUCA, uh, volatile, um, U for uncertain, uh, C for complex, and um, A for ambiguous. And and so this is, uh, you know, this this next shift that's very important. And then actually researching and developing this new learning framework, we understood that there is actually a, a last step or uh, a, let's say an optimal uh, paradigm shift, which is going towards a personal autonomous lifelong learning framework. Uh, and that is actually what today we consider to be um, the ideal present and future learning framework that we would love to engage with the entire world so that you know any learner, any learning institution, any learning professional can actually be learning in a completely new way. So what, what you're saying then is that the students that you have, do you refer to them as students? Learners. Learners. Okay, excellent. The learners that you have then are, are the, the center of the learning activity and that you empower them to continue going off and being learners in the future once they're outside of the learn life environment. Yes, and then the question is, in, in, a, in, a, in a framework that is called lifelong learning, what means outside? Because the, the whole point of having boxes that we call kindergarten, primary, secondary, you know, university, and so on, you always think of, okay, now you're getting outside of the next box and you enter kind of the next box um, or you graduate. But, you know, again, that whole concept of graduation already doesn't make sense anymore in, in concept of lifelong learning, right? So, so you actually join a lifelong learning community which you can stay and continue for life, right? It could be, you know, you could be three-year-old, five-year-old, 
15 year old or 75 years old, but you are actually part of a, a learning community that, that, you know, just continues learning for life. You say that this started seven years ago. Could you take us through briefly the, the seven-year history that you have now and the phases that you've gone through, what you've achieved at the moment and what you hope to achieve in the next few years? Yeah, sure. I mean, so the, the first two years um, was very much about research and uh, analysis and familiarization, understanding. Then it was, I think, the 2017 uh, 2018 was basically the initial aggregation of all the information and developing a base for a new framework, which we call lifelong personal learning. And this framework then, as you know, my, my background is that I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm, if you want to say new to pedagogy and, and the whole world of education, the one thing that I know is is I need something to touch. I need, you know, I'm I'm I need to learn by doing. So the the next thing was okay. So now we we don't want to have a theoretical framework uh, that you can again read up in a blog post or you know or um, have somewhere kind of and forget about it after a couple of days. So you really need to. And then basically in 2018 we started to build the first Learn Hub in Barcelona. And, and for us, it's very important. We call this lighthouse a learn hub because it's away from the terminology school or kindergarten or university or, or all the other terminologies that exist. Because again, it's, it's away from the boxed idea that you kind of change your, your locations and your communities and so on around your life, but that you have actually a learn hub that is there for life. And there you go and you... You can go with any, you know, age, uh, with with any kind of learning uh, inspiration or aspiration, and and that was, you know, the starting point. And so we implemented basically the 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 initiation of the learning framework into the Learn Hub together with learning experts, a full time learning community, parents, uh, outside experts, and so on. And we completely, uh, you know, built. A learn hub from scratch, meaning that physically the space was a white room or a, a white space of 1,200 square meters in the middle of Barcelona where everything is possible. And so the framework and the new learning were the driving points for actually then over two years to develop every part also of the space. So the space is a cause and a result. So it's an effect or result of actually the new, the new learning happening. And it was always proven and validated by the learning community. So many times, you know, certain parts of the spaces were actually completely redesigned or again deconstructed because they didn't work out. So, so everything, the framework was the driving force for also understanding how space should look like. So now we actually have two learn hubs already uh, in uh, in Barcelona, and I think what comes out now as the next stage, knowing that since four years, the new framework is working out and is flourishing. And we're seeing how the learners and the, the learning guides and the entire community is in, in such a stage of, of thriving and flourishing. We have now identified that the next big thing to bring it out into the world 
is how do we empower educators and teachers to shift from instructional teaching to learn guiding. So that is, I think, one of our next big challenges. How do we bring out the, let's say, the expertise that we have acquired of how do we actually facilitate this new learning framework to the world? And how do we actually shift mindsets and, and the whole idea of, you know, system-centric um, education teaching to, let's say, user or learner-centric guiding? And, and what are all the elements that you kind of need to unlearn in order to relearn to become a learning guy? So that's basically one of the biggest uh, next steps in our journey. Do you find it easier to take teachers and change them or to take people who've not been involved in education and they say, this is how you can do it? Our existing learning guides, um, they are coming from all kinds of backgrounds. Um, this means they are, you know, they, they have been teachers, educators, and let's say the, the classical way of, of, let's say, schooling and, and, um, and education setups. And they have been coming from completely different professional backgrounds. To be honest, I think that you cannot say either or because it's always up to the mindset, that the, the, the existing mindset of, of a person that wants to transform and change. Definitely, if you are, if you have been going through, let's say, years or decades of, let's say, traditional education or classical education, you know, your, I guess, your, your, your framework and your setting and your, you know, system thinking is, is ingrained into what, you know, today's education looks like. So it's, it's definitely a, a bit more challenging to do the, to do that shift. The question is, again, I mean, if you have always been an innovator and somebody that wanted to uh, change and transform learning and you have always been thinking that it's actually learning as a process, it's a journey that you do together with the learner as a partner and you are not, let's say, the, the sole owner and instructor of curriculum, then, you know, you're already, you know, way on, on your path towards uh, learning guiding. If our listener were to come along to one of your learn hubs, let's say during during the day, during a normal academic time of year, what sort of environment would they discover? Is is it do you have open plan? Is it like personal areas? Do you have classrooms? Is it theater? What have you developed? So this has nothing to do anymore with I would say a normal educational um, set up so so you will not find a classroom uh, you know you will not find 20 or 25 percent of corridors uh, between again uh, rooms with uh, 25 to 30 wooden chairs and tables and so on and so on so it's more like a, a wonderland like a magical creative uh, multi-purpose studio wonderland where um, you basically walk in um, you have different kinds of collaborative seating areas where you can actually do um, solo learning, you can do one-on-one -on -one learning, you can do um, group peer works, gathering in, in larger groups. Um, you have um, in every part of the, the building, you have design thinking walls, uh, you know, to create your next iteration of your, of your learning journey. You have reading um, and chill out areas 
um, you have all kinds of um, creative and digitally empowered studios. So whether it is a multimedia studio for you know virtual reality, augmented reality, podcasting, um, digital radio, uh, photography, video uh, production, and so on. Whether you go then from there to a food lab where you can do anything of you know understanding the whole idea of designing recipes, producing them, understanding ingredients, understanding you know self awareness on wellness and and you know the whole the whole whole body uh, um, understanding. Whether then you go to another studio which is basically around music editing or music playing, then you cross over to a makerspace which is about uh, multi-materials, prototyping, uh, fashion lab. Then you cross over to a woodwork uh, makerspace that has handy tools, but also CNC machines uh, where you put basically your 3D designs into, into reality. And then obviously, you know, the electronics labs with robotics or 3D printing and so on and so on. So basically that, you know, is a journey. And uh, you basically take your learning on whichever journey you are uh, to an extent that you then create outputs that actually are visible because at the end of a learning cycle, let's say of, of a three month cycle, you actually come out and also sometimes in between with creative outputs of your learning that you showcase to the rest of the community, to your learning guides, to your parents, to external mentors and experts. And, and they, these outputs form part then of your feedback. Uh, so what we call 360s. So that becomes kind of the future of grading and exams because you do not have an exam paper or um, you know, a, a report card, but you rather have a showcase where the whole community actually understands your learning journey with physical outputs of your learning evidences. And then you have actually a dedicated um, presentation um, that showcases all your learning of a certain cycle. And then you get actually a feedback from a, a small group of peers and, 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 and members of your, let's say, learning uh, circle that helps you to push your next levels uh, and also uh, gives you advice or gives you tips to how you can improve different parts in, in your learning. You're the founder of Learn Life. What part do you play in this? Now that you've set it up, do you get involved in the learning with your, your learners or do you sit in a little office at the bike or are you always out uh, talking and negotiating with, with other suppliers? What are your main roles in Learn Life now? Okay, first of all, I mean, we are, I mean, we are a group of co-founders. Okay, so, so again, that's, that's also important. And then I think it's even more important to say today the, the concept of co-founders or, or titles as such uh, are becoming less and less important in our organization and in many other organizations. Very important in our organization because if we want to promote a new framework that is based on, let's say, self-determination, self-management, self-responsibility, and you have an organization that doesn't foster actually, you know, um, 
um, self decision making, self determination, self responsibility, then there would be kind of a, a dealing, right? So I'm just making this statement because I think you know the entire future is going into that direction, and building a new framework will empower also I think our organizational thinking in the in the future. So that's I think my my first comment towards your your question. Um, my role uh, within our team and within our organization and so on is I think that for once, I think um, building a continually growing and, and pushing our vision forward is I think one of the main responsibilities. Um, I think building relationships that help our mission to positively transform education, that is another very important, um, um, let's say, um, element of, of my of my role setup. I would say such a mission is based on a lot of funding needs, so investments. Um, I think that is another very critical critical role in my little micro universe. And then uh, I guess initially and still at some to some extent finding the right people. Though this is actually becoming much less important right now because every team is kind of again self responsible and self-determined to build their teams though i think you know again the uh, that was a crucial factor i would say for the first couple of years to actually find this right combination of very diverse um, human beings that brought a lot of uh, very interesting aspects and 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 skill sets and competencies to the equation uh, and especially with uh, a very common uh, value set and culture, um, you know. So, so I think that was very much in the beginning, and and but this is now lift and and even grown by everyone in the team. You have, you say, two hubs currently in Barcelona. Are they the same, or do they each specialize in a particular field? The two hubs are basically. Let's say they're different in size, they're different in location, and they're a little bit different in age. And that's because, you know, when we started, we had very limited resources. We had to think about what, what is actually the starting point that makes most impact in the world. And that was basically uh, the ages, uh, especially around when children or, or learners were graduating, because most people were thinking, okay, mm, there's a, a statistic, 76% of 16 to 20-year-olds have no clear path in their life. They have no understanding of their purpose, and they do not know what their next step in life is. So if that is what we are creating as, as an education system, we thought, okay, if we can actually build a hub that especially for these, let's say, um, older learners in the K-12 world, if we can cater for them and showcase that they can really take responsibility for their own learning and completely understand on what kind of path they are. They can actually be uh, mission-driven. They understand their strengths and interests, and even they start to understand their purpose in life. Then we already have gone a very far way. So that's the first hub why we started that. But that we didn't cover, you know, because it's an urban hub, it's a hub inside of the city. It didn't have really the spaces available for younger learners. So the, let's say, 6 to 10, 6 to 11, 6 to 12-year-old ones. So that's why then we added about two years ago the concept of, okay, 
how should be the learning happening for the younger ages. So that's very much nature-based, very much ecological, understanding yourself within the environment, within you know the planet, uh, within you know the animal life and so on. And and um, yeah, that that is basically the second hub. In an ideal world, uh, and and that's part of our um, let's say uh, mission. Uh, we would love to create an all generational um, hub that everything is combined in one to showcase to the world that you can actually have learners from the age of zero to 111 or however no, old we will get um, in in one place. And, and that would be, let's say, on our dream list, that's uh, still something to, um, to tackle maybe in the next couple of years uh, to build such a place from scratch. Uh, and make it also very, very sustainable and, and, and wonderful as a, as a, as a community as, as such. I think for a lot of students, a lot of learners that are going through the, the, the traditional system, the idea is that it's something that I have to do. Uh, I, I'm going to turn up, I'm going to do what I'm told, and hopefully by the time I'm 16 or 18, I can leave the education system and never go back. So what you're saying is you're trying to to demonstrate that learning is something that that is a continuous process and you equip people for that mentality of continuing to learn stuff regardless of whatever your age is. Well, it's it's again it's it's what we as society have been ingrained into into children or into the next generations because we were all in a, in a, let's say, under the impression that, you know, when we were at school, we went to university and then we basically started a job and then we would be continuing in that job for the next 35 years, we would retire and die. Um, and, and that's just not the reality anymore, right? I mean, today we know that we will be shifting careers every 1.5 years to two years. And, um, and that means that you have to continuously relearn, upskill, reskill. Um, so the, the lifelong learning path is going to be the only constant that you will have in life. And that said, that means you know you have you know you have to have a community or a place uh, where you feel connected to that you know continuously uh, inspires you to to go to the next level. And other than that, I think what there's another box that we have created and another box is called so you have learning over here. And you have working over there. But in the end, they are completely intertwined. Because if you really think about what we do in the work life is we do a lot of research. We do a lot of learning uh, on the job. And then there is a final outcome, which is then, you know, our uh, productivity or whatever. But in order to get to that, we did a lot of learning. So to actually take these things apart is, again, just, you know, something we as humans have been brilliantly put into boxes and, and trying to put them, uh, let's say, separate them from each other, instead of saying, well, the future is all about environments that you can, every, you know, everything is intertwined and interconnected and spaces of learning and work are going to be the same thing. The current situation that you have then, when you go into your learning hubs the, the two that you have and you walk around how do you feel do you do you feel yes this is fantastic this is this is seven years of work and this is brilliant or do you feel 
oh, I've got so much further to go. There's so much to do. <laughs> what, what's your, what, how do you feel about it? That's a great question. I mean, or it's, it's, it's actually both. So um, I think as a, as a team walking in there every day, uh, it gives us this, you know, extra superpowers to just know that we are so on the right way. You know? Because, you know, looking into each, in, into each um, learner's face, seeing their eyes, seeing their, their happiness, seeing how they came to us, in many cases, how frustrated they were, how broken the families were, how devastated they were uh, by, you know, by systems um, out there. And they're seeing how they have been flourishing in, in a couple of weeks and sometimes in a couple of months and just basically taking, you know, back the, you know, the control of their life and, and, and going forward. It just, you know, that's like goosebumps moments, you know, uh, and, and we have them every, every day. And, and, um, and so we are very, very proud of, of that part. Um, at the same time, knowing that this is possible and everybody can come and visit us and see it in Barcelona, and, and seeing really like this is this is happening. The the big wish to give this now to everyone in the world is enormous. And this is like very much touring sometimes inside to say, how can you make this happen that it goes to every school, to every learning and innovation space in this world, to any person in this world in the fastest way possible. So those two feelings, they interconnect very well. You use the word devastate, which I, I, I think is a brilliant word as far as education goes. When families come to you and they say, you know, my son or my daughter is devastated by the current school that they attend, what is it that these schools, which theoretically are centres of education specifically designed for young adults to learn, what is it that they're doing wrong and what is it that you are doing right? Well, first of all, I don't think that any school or any teacher is doing anything intentionally wrong, right? They are all part of a system where nobody today would say who is actually the system, right? Because that's the whole problem why the system is not really changing because nobody feels responsible for the system, right? So, I mean, that's a, that's a philosophical question uh, and, and topic, but it's quite important because that's why this whole thing is just, you know, not moving. If you do not build a vision that, you know, everybody can start to grab on it, I mean, a system will not do that because it is stuck in, a, in its curriculums and regulations and 150-year-old and, uh, histories and so on. So... A school and any teacher and any principal would love to do many things very differently if they would be able to. I mean, that is, you know, that is the matter of fact. They just don't, they're not allowed to do that. They don't have the time for doing that. And there are like a list of things that just like, you know, pressures everyone within the system to not be able to doing these things. Um, I think the, the biggest problem right now is that... Um, well, we have created an educational world which is based on, on competition and on grading. In the very beginning, 2017, there was an event for 15,000 uh, learners, school kids, that came uh, to Barcelona to a big exhibition hall. And we, we made a 10-meter wall times 
two meters or three meters high. And we invited all of them to design their dream school. So write down whatever you want, how the school of your dreams would look like, what should change, what be, what is different. And I think every second uh, message or, or you know statement or whatever was all about the testing, the grades, the exams, the diploma, this whole concept that why are you learning for? The whole system that we've built, we are, we're learning for a system. We're learning for some grades. We're learning for something that is told to us to be happening in 10 years' time that we have to already uh, thinking about when we are eight years old. Instead of learning for ourselves, understanding our passions, understanding our interests, building our strengths, and being prepared for real-life situations that are really important for us. And, you know, that's that's how, you know, you can't be, you know, it can be not be clearer. I mean, the ex examination system is, let's say, handcuffing everyone within the system to actually be able to, to transform. So in Learn Life, then, are you saying that you don't have exams and grading? We don't have exams and grading. We have a, we have a, I would say, a very deeply researched new methodology and concept of how we look into learning evidences. And it's definitely still a lot to continue to develop and to research. And we are, and this is an open call actually to anyone that you know listens in there today and so on. We are trying to connect to as many experts and innovators and thought leaders on the matter of um, assessment uh, in order to come up with, let's say, a progressive future-oriented way of capturing learner evidence and making it meaningful for sure and by, by all means for the learner. Because again, why would you have exams and so on for somebody else than for the learner? Uh, mm -hmm. It's the learner that should know where uh, she or he is standing. And so how do you give this feedback? How do you give this assurance of where you're standing with your skill sets and competencies and concepts? You know, that is one of the biggest um, topics for the future. Here, there's a dilemma for me, because on the one hand, I'm completely behind this idea that grading and exams is one of the best ways to demotivate a learner. But I could imagine that if I'm a parent and I'm interested in my devastated child or teenager coming to learn life so that they can flourish and actually learn in a way which is effective. And during the interview, you say to me, your son, your daughter will be happy here. They will learn, but they will leave learn life with no official qualification whatsoever. What's their reaction to that? Yeah, so that is a very real conversation that we have many times with uh, you know a lot of a lot of families. So the reality is that any learner that is at Learn Life in the end can put a traditional examination or whatever on top. I mean, you know the Cambridge International Assessment Standard. So I mean, eventually anyone could do the Cambridge International at any moment of time. You just go to you know a school and um, that is accredited, and then you do that um, as an example. You know you could put a, 
online high school degree on top of whatever you have learned and so on. So, on. so there are many ways. We're actually right now uh, in the process with the American International High School Accreditation Agency to validate the learning that, that is happening at LearnLife. Um, so they have been looking into how we are doing things and, and we basically are finding ways of, let's say, understanding each other in a different way. But again, it's, it's working without exams or, you know, or test scores or, or whatever. So I think there are many roads, even to traditional university roads and so on. For me, it's more interesting to see that we have many learners now that are actually going to universities, but without even the traditional examination paper or high school degree or whatever, because there are many universities right now in different parts of the world that are understanding that this whole concept of an old degree is not working anymore. They are looking for learners in a much different way. And they are looking rather for, you know, portfolios, projects, you know, intake interviews and so on that are more relevant for them than, let's say, 10 grades on a, on a report card. And so that is still obviously the, let's say, a smaller amount of the entire, you know, university universe, but it's a growing amount. And I think in the next couple of years, we'll see a lot of uh, new opportunities popping up for all kinds of learners to, to engage in universities. Then the question is, what's happening to the university model? That's a whole other podcast. Right now, the university has a bigger question mark about how do I get university or how do I get learners into university? How's my assessment going to happen that I still have a, a learner that comes in year one that is also still there at year four or year five? Because normally you have a, a curve that any university goes through where, you know, 30 to 40 percent are dropping out during, you know, year three and, and four. So the whole model of university is in question mark. And then again, you have a lot of companies that don't even want university students anymore because they say you are too standardized. You don't make sense for us as an innovative company. So there's so much stuff that is right now moving and shaking and, and changing. I think the best way is to look for positive collaboration between all the moving parts and saying, look, how can we embrace each other, work together, that these next generations have actually a meaningful life. And that's actually, you know, that is, that's what we are looking for. In the time that Learn Life has existed, I, I think you said that your first learners, the teenagers, uh, started about five years ago. Is that correct? Yeah, they started in 2017 in a, in a co-working space together with us. And, and it was basically not... So we were just developing the first parts of the new framework. And we already had parents that knew about us and said, we don't care like what the journey is and where you go. Can you actually take up our kids? So suddenly we had our design team for the framework and our researchers and so on and our first learning guides. And then suddenly we had the first five kids in the middle of our office room. Uh, and they were doing basically, you know, uh, their first learning experiences at the same desk that we were designing the, the new framework. And that was the whole point where we said, wow, so this is like the mini version of a learn hub 
right there. I mean, it's it's working in practice, right? You, you have a, a marketing person, a business person, a uh, operation person, and five kids around the same table. Yeah. So so that was happening in 2017. So you, you've had learners that have been with you for five years now, or have they now graduated and moved on? Yeah, mo I mean, most of those initial learners, they have uh, moved on to new paths. I mean, you know, one has become a, an amazing entrepreneur by now. Um, another one is studying. Uh, two went to other schools after a couple of years to finalize actually their um, their Spanish uh, degrees and so on. So because they were re-engaged in learning, you know, and that's also sometimes, you know, the, the idea of if they once understand how learning can work for them, it nobody will take that away from them. And they can even say, okay, now I, you know, I still do, you know, I still go and do my traditional learning. And, but I started to fall in love with learning. And that's the whole purpose. I mean, that's what, what we do with schools right now, because we are not saying there's learn life and, and then there's a school. And for us, schools is, is a partner that we want to support in this journey of how do you actually, you know, transform yourself into the next level. So we say that a new framework of learning can coexist with existing systems and existing curricula and so on. Just open a bit of space. That means physical space. That means time. That means give teachers and educators the possibilities to train or to, you know, to develop towards learn guiding. And then you can actually create a small version of a hub inside of a public school or private school or whatever kind of setup. And then suddenly this small version of a classroom-sized hub, which is 60 square meters inside of a normal school, but it's completely, again, multi-purpose, multi-functional, you know, digital empowered and so on, becomes an inspiration place for the entire school community. And they can suddenly live uh, what lifelong personal learning looks like for a couple of hours per month. But then through that, they actually get, uh, you know, inspired and newly motivated to do also their, their normal uh, educational path uh, because they suddenly see that, you know, this is really meaningful and, and there's something very deep inside for, for myself. And that is really like right now how we are seeing that uh, many schools are uh, collaborating with us to create these, we call them even, you know, positive Trojan horses because they are transformational places within schools as learning innovation centers so that the core community has a, has a place to, to start the transformation process. Approximately how many learners then have passed through or are going through Learn Life at the moment? You said you started with five. I imagine that you've got less than a million. How is it growing so far? Yeah, so talk about the million. So we, we definitely have to reach the, the million or, or many more than a million in the next 10 years in order to reach a tipping point in the world. So that's on our agenda. But, um, well, it's very important. And, and um, you know, if, if, if we are wanting to build something meaningful, it's, it's about quality in the beginning, right? So and quality means that you have to really focus to make things really right in the beginning. That's why we took ourselves or it took us a long time and we are taking ourselves a long time to, to make something very, very meaningful, something very positive, something very, very powerful. So 
I would say that um, we have been growing probably doubling or some years more than doubling since the, the first years. I can give you, let's say, the, the latest numbers. So in our two hubs right now, we have, uh, I think, 170, 160, 170 learners. And we will probably, uh, at, in September, we'll be close to 200 or even more than 200 learners. And so the pandemic has been doing a huge job for us. Uh, because we have been growing, yeah, again, uh, quite a lot over the last two years. And I guess it's because a lot of people were able to look inside of what's happening really in, in, in today's education systems and have decided that, you know, there, there needs to be something different happening. Of all the students then, do you have any particular one whose story you'd like to share uh, as, a, as an illustration of what Learn Life represents? There's so many, I mean, you know, there are so many stories of people because most of these learners that came to us, they had quite frustrating stories to tell. And, and obviously seeing them then moving on or continuing with us or whatever in a, in a very, you know, solid and, and wonderful, thriving, flourishing way. It's, it's, it's just incredible to see. But I can give you a, a, maybe one example uh, which right now is a is a wonderful example because it's a learner that is with us I think for uh, four years uh, came on board with 14 years of age um, went through many different schools completely depressed and um, you know is a, is a super talented uh, learner but was always not understood by the system for what he actually is is capable of no and. This learner actually, he he got in the first couple of years so deep into 3D designs um, and then 3D printing and so on that he actually understood uh, 3D printers in such a deep way that he started to design new 3D printers by himself at the age of 16. So actually the founders and owners of 3D printer companies came to visit us and they were starting to ask him and the team around this, this whole group of learners that were designing new, new ideas of 3D printing, how the next generation of 3D printers look like. So, so basically, instead of you know, asking their own super university qualified engineers and so on you know, uh, in their companies, they were speaking to 16-year-old learners to understand how the next generations of 3D printers look like. I think that is the, you know, the power and the quality of if you are able to learn along your, your impact, your interest, your strengths, and just, you know, explore more deeper and, and, and amazing lateral thinking routes towards, you know, a new world. And it shows what all of these learners will be able to do because they will be thinking exactly outside of the box and they will be able to find solutions to all these challenges that we have in a way that we are not, we, and I'm including myself, are able to do because we have a very boxed-in mindset because that's how we have been growing up all our lives. And I think, you know, if you think about creating a new platform for learning that enables a whole next generation of learners to completely rethink our world and how to actually make positive impact into this world, then that's exactly where where we should be and what what we should should be doing. You gave us a quite a, a, 
an amazing description of the the learning wonderland that you could experience by wandering through your hub. Is there a limit to the things that you cover? I mean, for instance, if somebody came to you and said, I'm interested in learning how to run my own restaurant, do you encourage students to follow their interest? Or, or is it more like, well, this is what we have to offer. You can choose from, from what there is. Well, the, I think the second part you just said uh, sounds very much like what we have right now all around the world. And the first part sounds very much what, what's happening at, uh, you know, in, in, the new, in a new paradigm, in a new framework. Because it's, I mean, the whole point of a personal lifelong autonomous learning is that you are basing your learning journey on your personal interests and and on your on your strengths or sometimes on your weaknesses to basically you know um, um, pimp them up um, so you know for us somebody that wants to build up a restaurant or, or you know uh, become an entrepreneur in a certain direction that happens every day and that's exactly what you know so this would be a person that would be spending most of the time in the kitchen lab uh, would be designing you know new recipes uh, budgets I mean Actually, I mean, I could give you another story. We have actually a learner that uh, has created a whole, a whole new uh, kind of restaurant idea uh, and piloting the ideas and the first sandwiches and so on out of the community. So what you were just explaining, I mean, this has already happened exactly the same way that you described it. If there was one message that you would like to, to communicate to our listener, as far as learning goes, what would that message be? Well, that we all should never stop dreaming, that the future is built by the people that have the courage to take their dreams into reality, and that we are all part of this transformation, that everyone in whichever form, uh, in the, within their own families, with their own children, uh, in their own classrooms, as teachers, as principals of schools, as you know, learning innovators, can actually do massive transformation work. And there are there's a, a wonderful growing community of people that are all working together and collaborating to make this transformation happening. And the transformation and the change is happening now, and it needs to happen now because we actually do not have too much time to make drastic changes uh, for our world and our society. Um, so, yeah, I think it's time to stop talking too much. It's really about acting and, and putting things into, into reality. If our listener is in a part of the world where they don't have a, a Learn Life school or any other innovative learning center, what advice could you give to parents to try and improve their situation if their child is depressed or stressed or devastated by their current learning situation? First of all, any parents can suggest to their school to open up a learning innovation hub. That's basically finding a space that is one, let's say, left out classroom or whatever space and say, convert this space into what we call a learn hub 
or a hubling, the small form of a learn hub, and basically give those first groups of educators that really want to make new learning happening, new transformation happening and so on, a physical space to do that and give the entire learning community, especially the children, the possibility through this new space to discover personal lifelong learning so that anybody can do tomorrow. Right. Do you have any recommended resources? Where could they get more information on how to do it? There's a lot of YouTube material uh, available. We actually have a lot of resources available to understand like how to set up hubs. Um, so, you know, we have, just to give you an idea, I think we have right now more than 200 interested uh, groups uh, from around the world interested in setting up some some sort of small hubbling hub or or lighthouse uh, and so on so that's i mean the most ideal uh, way to to engage then maybe a much more practical thing uh, so what would i do if i'm sitting on the other side of the world and uh, and have not yet let's say a hub or a lighthouse you know that i can get my learners uh, engaged with and inspired by the one thing that we have found out is then the combination of understanding the interest of a learner and understanding the you know, the, the strengths or the talent of a learner, that combination becomes a passion, right? So if you combine interest and strengths, it's, it's passion. So if you understand that from your learner, it doesn't matter what age, because you know I can do that with my three-year-old daughter and, and she can tell me what are her interests and what are her strengths, or I know even her, her strengths then engaging on a learning path that values those two parts will help a learner to completely fall in love with learning because suddenly learning is connected to passion and that opens up a completely new way of understanding this is actually for me it's not for a system or report card or somebody else other than me and i think you know if if a learner understands that, that, you know, this whole thing is really just for oneself, there's something happening, you know, in, in, the, in the mindset. So anyway, that would be my, my very practical um, thing that, you know, that we do actually at home and that, um, that we're doing at Learn Life every day with every learner. If our listener wanted to find more information about Learn Life, where would you recommend they go? The, the videos that are explaining learner journeys so together with our our learners with our learning guides uh, on on youtube i think they are very very special because they show exactly what's happening and how how things are done if they went to youtube and typed in learn life would they find those videos exactly exactly yep. okay that's the youtube channel and then other than that i guess on our website i think there are the different departments um or or things that you know can be explored if you are an educator or a learning innovator, we have an alliance with close to a thousand members from around the world. So if you want to proactively participate in, you know, in the transformation, then, you know, that's possible. And I think in probably two months time, we will be launching, let's say, a professional development platform so that any educator in the world or anyone that wants to become a new learning a professional can actually engage in how to uh, become a learn learning guide. So if you actually sign up for a newsletter or so, you will probably be then invited uh, whenever that is launched and happening. 
I'm afraid we have to say goodbye, Christopher. It's been a pleasure. I think what you're doing is fantastic. I also hope that you hit that million learner mark as quickly as possible. Thank you so much for your very interesting questions and, uh, well, the opportunity to chat with you. And, uh, well, I wish you a wonderful summer. Thank you very much.